The scripture reading for today is from Mark chapter 6, verses 30 through 34 and 53 through 56. The apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all they had done and taught. Then, because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat, he said to them, Come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. But many who saw them leaving recognized them and ran on foot from all of the towns and got there ahead of them. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. When they had crossed over, they landed at Gennesaret and anchored there. As soon as they got out of the boat, people recognized Jesus. They ran throughout that whole region and carried the sick on mats to wherever they heard he was. And wherever he went, into villages, towns, or countryside, they placed the sick in the marketplaces. They begged him to let them touch even the edge of his cloak, and all who touched it were healed. This is the word of the Lord. morning. These verses from Mark 6 demonstrate the level of activity, constant activity that was just often characterized the earthly ministry of Christ. You see, you hear these verses, you just, there's a sense of lots of movement, right? They're going from one place to another to another place. Lots of action on the part of Christ. He's teaching, he's healing, he's leading people, instructing, and, and, and more than anything in these verses, there's just, there's lots and lots of people, right? Everywhere they go, there's people with hurts, people with needs, people with demands for Christ's attention. Verse 31 says, so many people were coming and going that they, that is Christ and his disciples, they didn't even have a chance to eat, just surrounded by people. And the question that I want to ask is, how did Jesus respond to all these people, all these hurting, demanding, broken, broken people? And you see the answer to that question in verse 34, don't you? It says, he had compassion on them. He had compassion. Now, that, that word compassion is a very important word in the Bible. Uh, when God displayed His glory to Moses in Exodus 34, when God just revealed His character to His servant Moses, the first word God used to describe His own nature was compassionate. Exodus 34, verse 5 and 6 says, Then the Lord came down in the cloud and stood there with Moses and proclaimed his name, the Lord. And he passed in front of Moses, proclaiming, The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. So the, isn't that something? The first word God used to describe his own nature is compassionate. And in the Hebrew, the word, the word for compassionate, it's a, it's a word that was related to the Hebrew ter term for womb. 
So when they heard the word compassionate, this was a word that would bring to mind the kind of tender concern that a pregnant woman would feel for the child she's carrying in her womb. It's a very motherly term. We see uh, the noun form of that word in Isaiah 49. Isaiah 49, verse 15, God is speaking to Israel, and here's what He says. He says, can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? The Lord says, though she may forget, I will not forget you. So in the Hebrew Scriptures, um, God is described as a God of compassion. Having some trouble with this mic, aren't I? Can you switch mics, Martha? To this one? I think it's the microphone. I'm going to preach from over here. All right. Can you hear me now? All right. Sorry about that. We're good. We're good. So in the Hebrew Scriptures, this is how God reveals Himself. This is His heart. This is His nature. This, t- this term for, for a woman's love for the child in her womb, compassion, right? In Mark 6, where we read here that Jesus had compassion on the people, the word here that's translated had compassion, this is the Greek word from which we get our word spleen, Where is your spleen? I have no idea. I know it's somewhere deep inside me, right? And the Greek word that here is translated to have compassion, it's it's a word that refers to when you have emotion deep inside you. It's like a gut-level emotion. So when it says Christ had compassion, this is not talking about some kind of superficial pity or some passing concern or just some kind of insincere sympathy that he felt for them. No. When he saw the people, he responded with deep, deep, heartfelt compassion. Now, what I'd like to just kind of think about with you as we look at these verses is this question. How did Jesus demonstrate his compassion for people. How did did he demonstrate it? Three ways, and the first is this. Jesus saw people. He saw people. It says, verse 34, when Jesus landed and saw the crowd, he had compassion on them. He saw people. Now, you're probably thinking, big deal. What's so special about that? I see people. I see people every day. I see people right now. What's the big deal about that? Listen, would you agree with me that it's possible to see people but not really see them, right? You know what I mean. We do that all the time. You walk down the street, there's people all the time. You either ignore them or, or you just kind of d- dismiss them or you, you see them as objects, right? Objects to be avoided or objects to be resented or objects to be envied or feared or perhaps objects to be desired, right? Listen, Jesus never saw people that way. He never, he never just looked past them, and he never saw them as objects. When he saw them, he really saw them. For example, Luke chapter 7, we read of a time when a woman who had a scandalous um, sexual history came to see Jesus, and she 
bowed down and anointed his feet and, and just worshipped him. And there were some who were present that day that when they saw that woman, all they could see was her past. She was In their eyes, she was defined by her past. That's all they could see. When Jesus looked at that woman, he didn't see her past. He saw who she was in the present. And he said that when he saw her, he saw her as someone who had been forgiven by God and who really, really loved God. Here's what he said, Luke 7. He said, do you see this woman? I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven as her great love has shown. So he he didn't just define her by her past. Another example, Mark chapter 12. We read that there was an incident where the people were bringing their offerings in, into the temple and uh, the rich people were pouring in lots and lots of money in, into the offering plate and this little poor woman, you know this story? This little poor woman, widow comes along and she drops two tiny copper coins, like two pennies. And no one noticed her. Like, big deal, two pennies. That's not going to help us reach our budget, right? They, they, they didn't see past her poverty. But when Jesus looked at her, he saw wealth. He saw this woman just possessed a wealth of faith and love for God. He said to his disciples, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They all gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything she had to live in. So Jesus, when he looked at people, he didn't define them by their past. He didn't define them by their poverty, right? He also didn't define them by their riches, or, or by their wealth. I, I've, I've heard it said that sometimes um, people who are celebrities or very famous or who are just very successful, have lots of wealth, they feel very, very lonely because nobody really cares about them. They just care about what they can get from them, right? Well, in Mark chapter 10, we read of a time when a very wealthy man came to see Jesus. And when Jesus looked at this man, he did not see him as just someone to be envied or as an, as an oppressor to be resented. He didn't see him as a potential donor to be courted for the cause. No, he saw more than the man's money. In Mark 10 verse 21, it says this. It says, Jesus looked at him and loved him. So Jesus really saw people. There's a place in John 4, you might know this story. John 4, Jesus and his disciples are in this place called Samaria. And the disciples come and they find Jesus surrounded by Samaritans. And the Samaritans, they were kind of a, a marginalized ethnic minority in first century Israel. And the disciples, they're confused. Like, why is he talking to these people? You know what Jesus said to his disciples in John 4.35? He said, open your eyes. He said, open your eyes. Look at the fields. They're ripe for harvest. In other words, he was telling them, don't just focus on someone's ethnicity. Look at them as people in whose life God is at work. God is doing something here. So Jesus, he really, how did he show compassion? He saw people. I, I saw a clip from an interview recently with uh, Bill Murray, the actor, and the uh, journalist who was interviewing Bill Murray, he asked him a strange question. He said, tell me, what is one thing you want that you don't have? 
Now, how would you expect a famous answer, uh, actor to answer that question? I thought maybe he would say, well, I'd love to win another Oscar, right? Or I'd love to have more opportunities to be a director, not just an actor. Or maybe he'd say, you know, I, I kind of like to go into politics. Others from acting, you know, Reagan, Schwarzenegger, they've gone into politics. They've done very well. I, I, I thought he might say something like, what's one thing you want that you don't have? I was surprised by his answer. Here, here's what Bill Murray said. He said, I'd like to be more consistently here. And he went on to say, he said, you know what, I often feel like when I'm with people, I'm, I'm thinking about what I'm going to do, or I'm worried about what happened, or I'm somewhere else, and I'm, I'm not really present. He said, here's what, I, the one thing I want, I want to learn, I would love to learn just really to be present in the moment with you. Now, I get the sense, do you get the sense? I get the sense that people who met Jesus would have described him that way. Oh, you met, you met Jesus? Jesus of Nazareth? Yeah, I met him. What was it like? Well, you know, we were only together for five minutes, but I, listen, I felt like I had his full attention. I mean, we, the way he listened to me, the, I, the way he spoke to me, I just felt, he made me feel like I was the only person in the whole world. I felt, for once in my life, I felt I was with someone who really saw me. That's something about Jesus, his compassion. He saw people. And here's what I want you to know. Right now, Jesus sees you. He sees more than your successes or your failure. He sees more than the, oh, the size of your checking account or the size of your waistline. He's, he sees more than your marital status. He sees more than your, your immigration status. He sees more than uh, the opinions that other people might have about you. He sees more than, than uh, maybe sins that you feel ashamed of. Listen, he really sees you and he sees me. And here's the crazy part. He loves us. He really loves us. So how did Christ demonstrate compassion? First, he saw people. Secondly, you'll see in this passage, he taught people. He taught people about God. Verse 34 says, when Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So it says he began teaching them many things. Now this, I think this is important for us to notice because we live in a culture where we're told that it's, uh, it's not very polite. In fact, it's sometimes considered rude to share your personal religious views with other people. You ever kind of get that sense that you're not supposed to talk about religion? It's intolerant. It's dogmatic. It's like you're just forcing your views on others. You're trying to proselytize. The, the, uh, the Dalai Lama, he said this. He said, whether you are Hindu, Muslim, or Christian, whoever tries to convert someone else, it's wrong. It's not good. And there are many people in New York who would share that opinion, right? You're not supposed to talk about God to people. Well, apparently Jesus did not hold that view. Again, verse 34 says, He had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So, that word so means because He had compassion on them, He began teaching them many things. So apparently for Christ, telling people the truth about God's kingdom, that's not a sign of intolerance. Not an act of, of dogmatism. Apparently for Jesus, telling people the truth about God's kingdom was an expression of love. 
Well, why is that? Well, John 5, verse 24, Jesus said this. He said, very truly, whoever hears my words, whoever hears my words and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged, but is crossed over from death to life. So Jesus said that hearing his words and heeding his words and believing his words and following his words, listen, it it frees people from judgment, and it leads us to eternal life. And now, it's true, sometimes people will share the gospel or teach God's Word from false motives. Maybe you've known people like that. They just want to control others, or, or, or maybe they want to make a name for themselves, or they just want to get people to join their ministry. That's, that's true. But listen, in general, telling people who are facing judgment how to have eternal life that's an act of compassion. So this coming week, while many of us are, are in the park with the Vacation Bible Club, and, and we'll just be having fun with the kids and sharing the good news of Jesus with children and families from our neighborhood. Listen, when we do this, this is an act of compassion, of love. First Thessalonians chapter 2 the Apostle Paul was writing to a, a group of people who had come to faith in Christ because Paul and his friends had shared the gospel with them. In, in 1 Thessalonians 2, verse 8, he tells them why he shared the gospel with them. You know what he said? He said, we cared for you. We cared for you. He said, because we loved you so much, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. So, uh, sharing the good news of Christ. That's an act of love, isn't it? Compassion. I wonder who it was that first shared the news of Christ with you. That was a loving thing for them to do. So how did Jesus show his compassion? He really saw people, right? He saw people. He taught people. And then thirdly, here you see that he healed people. In other words, he cared for people's physical needs. Verse 53 says, when they had crossed over, they landed at Gennesaret and anchored there. As soon as they got out of the boat, people recognized Jesus. Verse 55 says, they ran throughout the whole region and carried the sick on mats to wherever they heard he was. And wherever he went, into villages, towns, or countryside, they placed the sick in the marketplaces. They begged him to let them touch even the edge of his cloak, and all who touched it were healed. So Jesus cared for people's physical needs. And this is also, church, this is very important for us to notice. See, the compassion of God, the compassion of God is never limited merely to people's spiritual needs. The compassion of God extends to the whole person. James 2, verse 15 and 16 says this. It says, suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm, be well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? First, First John 3, 17 says, if anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Verse 18 then says, dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. So the compassion of God, it reaches to the, the whole person. And Jesus understood this, didn't he? His, his, his ministry 
Yes, in his ministry, he addressed the needs of people's souls, but he also addressed the needs of their bodies. He fed the hungry, he healed the sick, he he welcomed the lonely, he embraced the outcast. He understood what compassion is. God's compassion reaches to the whole person. I I recently heard of a a ministry somewhere that a few years ago, they, I, I guess they put on a seminar for survivors of sexual abuse. And at this seminar, they, they distributed a handout, and this handout had a diagram that was just a series of concentric circles. And so the smallest circle in the, in the middle, I guess that represents your spirit, and then around that there's a, a slightly bigger circle, and that's your soul, and then there's another circle, and that's your mind, then there's another circle, that's your emotions, and then finally the biggest circle on the outside, that's your body. And what was communicated through that diagram was... To these people who had been hurt in their bodies, what was communicated was, well, at least what happened to you, it only touched the least important part of you. Only happened to your body. Now listen, I'm convinced that if Jesus had been given that handout, he would have ripped it to shreds immediately and then lit the pieces on fire and he would have turned to his disciples and he would have said, never ever teach that. It's bad theology. Would you agree with that? Uh, the author, um, the author, um, the author Sam Albury, he has pointed out that when God made the first human being, God did not create a soul called Adam and then look around for some kind of container to put him into, right? No. When God created Adam, it says that God formed the man out of the dust of the ground and then breathed life into it. In other words, human beings are animated flesh. We are not imprisoned souls, right? We are body and soul, not just souls that are living in some kind of, you know, flesh costume, right? God sees us, all of us. He cares. So do you understand this, that God cares about your emotional life? He cares about your physical health. He cares about whether you have friends, your social connections. He cares about your family. He cares about your finances. He he cares about your cultural background that you come from. And he cares about your soul. Isn't that something? He cares about all of you. Why? Because he's the God of compassion. You know, Jesus once said in in, uh, John 14, he said, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. You ever hear that verse? In other words, if you want to know what God is, what is God really like? The Bible says the clearest picture we have of what God is like, Jesus What was Jesus like? If you came to Jesus on the worst day of your life, broken and hurting in the most needy situation you've ever been in, you know how Jesus would respond to you? He would look you right in the eyes with love. He would see everything about you. He would care. He would would give you instruction that would care for your soul. He He would see you. He would teach you. He would heal you. He would care about every need you have. 
compassion. Now, of course, um, as you probably know, the ultimate expression of Christ's compassion was what? It's, uh, it's, it's this. Jesus did more than just see our suffering, right? He did more than just care about our suffering. What did he do? He made our suffering his suffering. Moved, moved by compassion, he went to the cross. He willingly embraced death to rescue us, to bring us home to God. And he, and he did that purely by compassion. One author named D.A. Carson, he said this. He said, it was not nails that held Jesus to the cross. It, it was an unqualified resolution to do the Father's will. And it was his love for sinners like me. Jesus Jesus is the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. Would you pray with me? Father, I, I pray that in whatever way it's hard for us to believe this about Jesus today, in whatever way it's hard for us to believe that He really loves us and has compassion. I pray that just right now you would speak truth to our, to our unbelief and that you would show us the love of Christ for us and give us grace to respond to that love in ways that honor Him. In Christ's name.